Yeah, that's true. Uh, hey guys, what's up? It's Pops again. Coming to you from a power with Pops. Uh, I'm a lucky motherfucker. I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'm in New York City. Uh, it's my favorite city. Uh, I love this town so much. I can't sleep for shit when I'm here, it seems. I, I got so much energy. I walked around all day today. I fucking did the fucking touristy bought the blue bike and I drove up and down both bridges, you know, to get some exercise today, you know going up that fucking Brooklyn Bridge, holy shit with the fucking three gears, fuck that shit I needed my fucking yeah, I'm recording, I needed my shit but anyways, anyways I got a good guest with me tonight guys someone I haven't really spoken to in a long time but he was in a band that uh, in Gainesville was very energetic, very powerful they always seemed like they were having such a fucking amazing time when they played. Uh, they did their shit. And they made a lot of people happy. And uh, he's probably one of the main reasons why I kind of want to talk to him. I always found him to have a great sense of humor. Uh, very sweet gentleman. Also a Floridian. By accident, just like the, most, like the rest of us. Um, and that is uh, my good friend James Glade. What's up? Hi everybody! How, How you doing? Woohoo! Yes, James Glade. Uh, he was nice enough to lend his apartment for this this evening, which this room has really good sound actually, not very echoey, which is really nice. Uh, and he picked some nice tunes for us. A little whiskey town. A little whiskey town. He's he's doing the DJ the night tonight. Uh, so yeah, man. It's great to see you. It's great to see you too, man. And uh, before we even get going, okay. that was incredibly humbling. And uh, you can't tell, but I'm blushing okay. right now. <laughs> okay. So uh, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I mean, this is. I it mean, was a big fucking accident. Yeah. Well, see, that, that's. I mean, I think most beautiful things in art are always accidents. Well, it was, it was, <laughs> it's weird. It's not something I ever like thought of as, thought of as art all that much. It is. You know what I mean? Well, I mean. Completely. Being in a, being in a, a, uh, being in a punk rock band. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess it can be art, but I never really thought of it that way. Yeah. I never really like, or I never really thought about it at the time when yeah. I was in the band. That's not, it wasn't like, oh yeah, I'm an artist. Yeah, no, you know? believe me, when I was playing with somebody soon and trying to learn how to play bass, I wasn't thinking, man, I'm a fucking artist. You know, I never, All I could think ever. about was, like, oh god, I can't yeah. wait until we're playing Play next weekend, and I get to jump around like an idiot. Yeah, you that's know? what I'm saying, like, that was the thing, man, like, <clears throat> the reason why I started doing this podcast, and I'll give you a nice little quick synopsis, is the idea was to originally kind of just stick in Gainesville and do it like a local Gainesville thing and support Gainesville. But I decided, you know, like, the connection from Gainesville to across the nation is fucking kind of undeniable, and it reaches across the nation, and we even got friends across the pond. So it's like, Gainesville has reached everywhere in the U.S., and, 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 the, and most of these people are all artists, and these are all people that, for a time, uh, gave up a lot of comforts to live that lifestyle, they, 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 you know, you lived without heat, you lived without food, you didn't live without fucking beer or cigarettes, but you definitely lived well, without I mean, yeah. Two, you know, 
You kept the smart shit. I mean, you you, you say that, but at the <laughs> same time, like, like, uh, you know, you can't see it, but this is not the Waldorf story. No, no, it is not the Waldorf. No, no. But I, you know. It's funny. And, and and didn't you just leave a friend's house that it's is from funny. you know yeah, that same yeah, 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 ballpark yeah. whose heat wasn't working? I mean, say by maybe game. this. Okay, uh, you say that like Gainesville, that people from that era kind of spread out everybody everywhere. Well, a lot of them came here. Yeah. And uh, they all kind of came around the same time. Yeah. And I. Somebody who was here during that change, it was great. I loved having everybody move up here all at the same time. Yeah. Having your support system all come here. It at was kind of like time. being able to fucking be. I mean, I live vicariously through all of you guys. You know, like that's my job as pops. Like I've always lived vicariously through all the people that I, I met, especially the ones that were younger than me. <coughs> that um, had one uh, the wherewithal or the will or the. Uh, the inclination and the urge to move on and try uh, other things and, and go out into the world. You know, because a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people are comfortable. They, uh, like me, I got comfortable in Gainesville. and so comfortable I bought a house and, uh, you know, like I worked there, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, but I still have that inside of me. I The reason why I'm doing this is because I want to be able to get to a point where I can travel the country and come up to New York and spend time here with my other friends and do this stuff. Well, I think that the premise of this, that you decided a road trip, you tried to do a road trip and come up the East Coast and interview people from that era yeah. is great. Thank you. I, I love that. that. I Thank think you. that's awesome because, yeah, a lot of people did from that era. Did. We went to Atlanta. There was a huge contingent that went Atlanta, to Atlanta. Huge Atlanta contingent. Or Richmond. Yep. You know, that there's... There's even people in South Carolina and North Carolina now. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, practically all, every state yeah. up the fucking East Coast, We there are people. Yeah, like, but... Not in Pittsburgh. Let me tell smart. you something. No, Pittsburgh. <laughs> I'm Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Christ. I have a whole bunch of family <laughs> from Erie, Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, Erie and Meadville. Right on. And I have a cousin... That I, I have a cousin Tara that I hadn't talked to in like a really long time. Yeah. Like, I don't know, you just don't see your cousins from like that non destination town for a right. long time. That's right. And I had no idea what kind you know, you know, what she was up to, what her life was like, who she, you know, what, what kind of music she listens yeah. to. And then one day I get a phone call from her and she's like, Hey, are you in a fucking hardcore band? And I'm right. like, Yeah. She's like, What what band? And I told told her and she's like do you know my my boyfriend, so-and-so? And I'm like, he, wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, I, wow. I, I met that guy in Belgium. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's like, yeah, he sings for uh, Abnegation. Oh, no shit. Something like that, you know? Fucking crazy, man. That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm not shitting on you, Pittsburgh, and yeah. general Western no, no, Pennsylvania. No, I, I, I make, love you. I make jokes. I make jokes about that shit. Good, definitely a good state. Um, you said Pittsburgh. Are you? Is this? Is that where your family is originally from? Pittsburgh area. My mom's side of the family uh, was from Erie. Okay. Uh, Meadville, Erie area, and uh, my grandfather was a state trooper okay. after World War II, and uh, he retired from that and went to work at Pratt Whitney in West oh, Palm. Wow. And that's how we, 
I he he was a detective, but there was like a something happened where there was a train accident or something like that, and he had to go like help. Yeah. Clean that up, and he was like, you know what? I don't want to that do this it. anymore. So <laughs> yeah, he decided right. to. So his version of retirement was to go put out fires and experimental jet engines and fucking. You know, Okeechobee, that's, Florida. That sounds a little bit more fucking fun. Yeah. I think, you know. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> it's fucking funny. So you said, uh, where at in, in South Florida? We're, uh, West Palm. West Palm. So you, so you spent from what age to what age in West Palm? I think I was born in New Jersey. Okay. And, uh, Bruce. <laughs> Um, I was born in Jersey, uh, my mother and I moved down to West Palm, which is where she grew up. Okay. Uh, I don't know how old I was, maybe, however, however old you are between the second and third grade. So seven remember, and eight? Something like that. Yeah, that area. I, don't I know. mean, for smart kids, it's like six or seven. I was like nine or ten yeah. in second grade. I, I got held back. A it was an absolute total culture shock. Like, I didn't, I... You know, getting yanked out of like Bergen County, New Jersey, and uh, <laughs> suddenly, yeah. suddenly sent to tropical Weirdoville. Right. I mean, and that would be what year? I don't know. Mid eighties. Mid eighties somewhere. Okay. Fort Myers, mid eighties. No, West Palm. <coughs> oh, sorry, West Palm. Even farther south. South, yeah. So you're close. Fort Myers. Wait a minute, Fort Myers on the other side. That's another, sorry, right, that's West Side. Yeah, it's West Side. That's my side. Yeah, that's that's why the West Side of the state of Wait. Florida liked California music. What what's what uh where'd you grow up? Sarasota. In Sarasota. Yeah. With, okay. But George, like that's where I met George and okay. all those guys. That place is so pretty. There is not a thing to do there. No, there's fuck all. No, I mean there's so I mean, there's, actually the 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 stuff that's to do there is what the people that there do. Yeah. <laughs> Meaning cocaine and go to fucking nightclubs. Like, it's rich cocaine folk. Yeah. They, I, I, like I always tell people the West, the West Coast 60s. of Florida is great if you like strip clubs. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's, that's what Especially I'm talking about. Especially like Tampa. <laughs> yes. <coughs> Shout out to Mons Venus. Thank you so much. Had a great time there when I was in high school. Good Tampa advice. was such a weird town. Like, okay... Yeah, Gainesville has character, like, Gainesville has a magic fucking power, yeah. but a very crazy quality to it where things happen there that don't yeah. seem humanly possible. Don't. Yeah, right. You know, uh, but Tampa had its own vibe, and the kids from Tampa had their own it, thing going on. It's just like Orlando, too, man. Oh, Those Orlando did, cities. too, and at one point there Such was just weird, weird... At one point there was, like, some weird Orlando-Tampa... Fake invented beef started by, uh, this is funny. Fuck. Who fucking started that? <laughs> it's gotta be somebody who's gonna be a smartass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jason. Uh, was Eric Irving's roommate? Oh shit, no kidding. Yeah. He had like a fuck Orlando shirt with a Tech 9 on oh, it. Oh no. And showed up at like a, uh, <laughs> Should have like a scrog show or something like that oh, in, Jesus in Orlando Christ. at a house show, and it just, I'm gonna fucking beat that guy's ass. Yeah, that's awesome. 
But yeah, Tampa had its own crazy thing. They I, always did. That's every a... Florida weird city, every 40 miles, you had your own little strange little microcosm. Yeah, you do. It's true. Yeah. I mean, and what's weird about Tampa is like, you had the weird microcosm in Tampa, but then Brandon was just right outside. And, and Brandon's like, what the fuck? shit. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we played a show in Tampa, and some dude's like, dude, after the show, it was like a hot water music show, like back in like 97, 96, they were playing the Ebor, right? This dude's like, yeah, come on, man, we'll take you to this bar out in Brandon. And we drove for like an hour and <laughs> fucking half into like the a middle of the fucking state, and the bar was fucking closed, you know? It was just like, yeah, it was like, because they didn't stay open. Like, well, dude, that's what happens when you're in a band at that era. Like, you always end up after the show on some weird adventure, adventure. and you're not smart enough to say no. Yeah, yeah. that sounds good. You know? <coughs> okay, then. So, you grew up down south. When, uh, were you, did you get into music prior, down south, as a young kid? Like, uh, when did you start playing your instrument? Um, I found an acoustic guitar in my attic, and uh, it was my mom's, and I picked it up, and it was like, burnt, 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 just like, fill it down, burnt, 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 mom, I need guitar lessons, Yeah. and like went, and from then on it was fucking over. So it kind of... When you saw the guitar and, and first grabbed it, so I, that's the kind of things I'm looking for when I'm talking to people about their art. Because people who are artistic have an innate ability to do what is their art, no matter what it is. You know, like once you, once you find what your art is, that's what you are, and it, it's easy for you to do. Okay. The moment that. Oh, that okay. This is like one of those stories that you have no recollection of, but is told back to you okay. as it's a fact. So, right. I, you, I actually have no idea if this really happened. Okay. Still make a good story. Uh, <laughs> according to my mom, and uh, I haven't like confirmed this with my, with my dad, but in the story, my mom and dad yeah. are there. Uh, we'd all gone to see Close Encounter of the Third Kind. Film. If you've never seen it, young kids out there, check out the old Close Encounters. Okay. And I had like a toy piano. Shout out. Oh wow. Okay. I had like you know one of the those ding, like ding, 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 ding. very high and, pitched ones. Yeah. And because uh, <laughs> my parents were downstairs and I was in my room and I figured out how to play the burn no 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 no. Oh shit. And they just heard that on a toy piano from a distant part of the house. I was there watching the just, creepy movie. And right. it was just like like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. That's, that's 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 fucking. See, so you okay? So I'm guessing you had a natural talent for music, or at least ear wise, you could hear it. You were able to quickly figure it out. So you 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 figured it out. When did you? When did you tell yourself, "Fuck it, I don't need guitar lessons anymore. I'm gonna start. I know my shit, and I'm gonna start doing it." Okay. On your own. You right. were just like, I don't need this you, is, motherfucker. This is, this is a good story. This is a fucking good story. This is like how, you know, one of those, like, weird moments where your life could have gone one way and just suddenly went the other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, very serendipitous thing. I'm in, uh, 
I'm in the sixth grade. Okay. In the sixth grade, men, I don't know, history class. And I've got one of those mechanical pencils yeah. that you twist the front of it and the lead comes out. Yep. Well, I'm twisting this thing and the lead's not coming out. And suddenly, the, and what's happening is I'm twisting it the wrong way. Right. And the spring is just building up tension. And suddenly the back of it shoots off across the room and it hits this kid in the head. And I am not the most social person in the entire world. And I have to go and talk to this person now and apologize. Right, right. <laughs> uh, so I go over and I go and apologize to him. And his backpack's open and he has the same obscure 1950s guitar lesson book that I have. Okay. And he takes lessons from the same 75-year-old man that I take lessons from. Oh, wow. And this is how I meet John Harris. No shit. Yeah. It gets weirder. Shout out. Yeah. It gets fucking weirder. Love you, John. John, uh, John had an older sister that was one of those people that feeds you music. You okay. know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. She, he John, had an introduction. You know, yeah, it's a exactly. Good shit like when you weren't usually gonna get it. There were two people that I owe that to: Brooke, John's sister, and Tim Shaner, Justin Shaner's uh, older brother. Right on. Who? I mean, I, giving me like Gorilla Biscuits tapes in the seventh grade, kind of shit. You know what I yeah. mean? And like turning me on to my friend Fugazi. I owe this to John Harris. I owe this to Justin Shaner. That's cool. I owe a lot of it to John Harris. The time that I, the, the point where I realized I didn't need lessons anymore was when John Harris and I decided to start playing music together, and I really not had any success playing music with other people. What 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 year do you think that is? That's seventh grade. So in the nineties. Yeah, this is like this is in the nineties. I want to say like. If I graduated in 96, 92, so you're like 92 ish? 91, 90, so, okay. 90, 91. Okay, so this is when Helmet's coming out. This, this is, is way like, before that, dude. Okay. No, this Helmet is, came this out is like nine... Steady Diet of Nothing. Okay. Jane's Addiction. J oh, yes. Yes. Jane's, Jane's Addiction. Jane's Addiction. Wanna, yeah. Uh, like nothing Shocking first and then the other album with. Fucking... But like, yeah. Stop and all this that. is definitely some uh, 120 minutes. Yeah, Charlotte's UK yeah, like yeah. fucking mixtapes from from yeah. John Harris's sister. Nice. All right, so I become <laughs> really good close uh, close friends with John Harris. I still am. Like every yeah, yeah. time I go down to West Palm, I stop at his mom's house, and his parents' house. Fucking amazing, dude. Michael. John looks. He's a fucking triangle from doing he, nothing but so... surfing. All he does. My is wife is like, dude. My wife's down. like, my wife's like, have you seen John Harris lately? Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm like, bitch. What do you, mean? you know, like, no. Well, you like, know what he looks great. I'm like, oh my god, he fucking looks amazing. John has always been a very popular, charismatic person. He's he's but he's like funny and he's he's got an intellect and he could talk. Yeah, like, he's a dude. Yeah. Just a normal person you could talk John to. John Harris is a beautiful person. Yes! I love John. You can Harris. tell he exudes love, especially through that fucking smile. So, uh, to hold you up, let me finish this. So, I'm yeah. at John Harris's grandparents' house 
just like a lake house on Lake Okeechobee. Okay. And I start putting together some pieces here. That guitar that was in the attic, that was, my uncle bought that for my mom for her 16th birthday. Oh wow. She's been dragging that, never, she had some lessons, pretty much forgot about it, been dragging it around forever for no reason. Right. My uncle Norman bought that guitar from the music store in downtown West Palm that John's grandfather owned. God, fucking super connection. Yeah. Wow, holy shit. I've got that guitar in the other room. That's crazy. That's yeah. a fucking sweet connection, man. Yeah. I mean, and that that's what's... And <clears throat> that's something that goes along with the art universe. It's funny, like, we don't think about it, but we have way more connections to people that we wouldn't think we have connections to because of what we're into, especially with music. Yeah. Like, you know, like, it's just so crazy over the years, the connections that I've found out down the road later, like, holy shit, you know that your friend did this guy in Sarasota, and they were in a band together in Tampa, and that, like, you know, just weird stories like that, like, and you're just like, holy fuck, I didn't, you didn't, you don't realize that. Being at the fucking nexus of the goddamn universe in yeah. New York, like, you cross paths with people that fucking, okay, I, I used to work for a, a company that managed bands. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'd listen to whatever the fuck we wanted to at all times, you know. The the woman that I worked for used to manage, like, into another. She managed Chevelle. Her name was Rosa okay. Gaffey. She's Andy Perez's mom's best friend, and that's pretty much how I had this job. Holy shit. Yeah. I, Andy got a job working for, like, the uh, McGaffey Radio Promotions. There was... It used to be Bill and Rose McGaffey. They were like really good friends of Andy's parents. Yeah. And then they separated and they split the company. And oh, wow. Andy went to work for Bill and I went to work for Rose okay. when I moved up here. <coughs> uh, All right, let me hold you on that thought for one yeah. second. You moved to Gainesville in what year? Fall of 1998. Okay. Fall of 1998. What time did you, and when did you move to or New York? I moved to New York uh, late summer of 2002. Okay. So, and, so, the time that you were in Gainesville, did, as, as a musician, do you feel you accomplished a lot? It was, yeah, I mean, of, of course. This what, was, did, you, did it feel whirlwindy, in a way? Did it feel what? Whirlwindy, like... Oh how, my God. Meaning, like, how you were able, like, you guys played, but yet yeah, you... I, it didn't seem to take you guys long to get a, a big following, is what I'm saying. Look, we weren't... The As Friends Rust that most people remember, the As Friends Rust that you're talking about, <coughs> because it did truly have a couple different incarnations. Yeah. And all of them are equal. Right. As somebody that is that that plays material every once in a while that I yeah. didn't write and that does his best to honor the you know yeah, yeah, music totally. made not by me that right, is right. part of this band that I have to play. That, like I can tell you that every one of those fucking songs means it. You know yeah. what I mean? No, totally. And it, like did it feel uh, whirlwindy? 
Yeah, it did. Because I I didn't realize that, that how big of an impact we were going to have. I didn't realize that 10 years later we were still going to get to every once in a while. Be people big, people are going to get a hold of you and say, hey, could you please come play? Yeah. And you guys get that. Which is, to me, is fucking awesome. It's insane. There were so many good bands from that time and place. There were so many good bands, many bands from that era of yeah. music from all over the country. Why the fuck are we so special that we get to still, every once yeah. in a while, be a band? And I think that's what it comes down to the art. Maybe people saw the artistry and what you guys were doing because people connect to art so well. And some of the best artists think they're the fucking shittiest artists. That's what makes a good artist, I think, a lot of times is that people don't realize... Because it's, you don't want to fucking think every day, I'm in an effect on, because artists don't think that way in that sense, you know? Like, you, you do I, your shit, I you make I think that shit happy. there are people, there are artists that do think that way. Right. And I, that, I have that kind of them. ego craft is part of what drives them as an artist. Right. Because I, as somebody that, that, that has known a couple, like, True fucking high artists. Yeah. A lot of them are fucking crazy. A lot of them are insane. Right, right, right. You know? To, to the point of just... Are... That the... It... To try to be an artist, to try to market yourself as an artist, uh, requires a degree of vanity. Yeah. And... I see what you mean. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like that that you have to possess in order to properly work a brand. Right. If you're out there to succeed as an artist, it's yeah. more than than what you put on the canvas. True. It's about who you are as an artist in these days. That's true. And, and I, I mean, I don't know if we had the kind of like media scrutiny that like a lot of like young hardcore bands do, like people yeah. getting in trouble on the internet these right. days. Like, I don't know if like as we might, he might be interviewing me, you know, for different reasons. No, you true, know what I mean? That's very true. That's very true. That's a good point. So when you decided to move from Gainesville, then you guys had that stuff. You guys did your tours. You lived in Gainesville. You did your partying. You did the Gainesville thing. We did the Gainesville thing and, for better, for worse. And, and then, like, when was the when when did you start thinking about? All right, it's time to move on. Um, I I had vague plans to move to the New York area with the girl I was dating uh, after she graduated right. college. That didn't happen. Okay. We broke up, and I decided that I needed a quick change. To put it gently, I wanted to, I needed to get the fuck out of Gainesville. Yeah. It was probably... I just, like, woke up one day and was like, you know what? I can, okay, I had gone on the Warp Tour uh, playing, like, the smallest, shittiest... Like, to call it a stage is an <laughs> insult to fucking stages. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> as a guy who's trying to get into, like, a theatrical stage union right yeah. now, like, I will not Ever insult that I was on a stage what, like that. what this band was on as calling it a stage. Right. But, like, you know, this 
three parking spaces in whatever fucking parking lot the Warp Tour was in. Yeah. I was, you know, like with this band. And at the end of that tour, I came back <laughs> and was like, you know what? No, fuck this. I'm, yeah. moving, I'm moving to New York. Or what? Okay. I called Andy Perez. I uh, and was like, look, I'm not having a good time right now. I don't know what I'm going to um, my life is kind of taking a shit on my face. What am I? What should I do? And it Andy, Andy tells me I just missed my flight home to New to to Florida. I'm in New York visiting my brother. His uh, his brother Corey had his wife had just had kids, like right. just like twins had tw uh, twin girls. Oh shit! And Andy came up to to meet them, <coughs> and then he missed his flight home. And I had called him that day, and he's like, I don't know, I think I'm going to stay. Why don't you just move here? Oh, and I wow. sold my car, and I was here like 10 days later. No shit. Yeah. That's wild. It's, it's, so, it's, so now how long has it been? That was 02, it's 2016. So you've been here 14 years. Yeah. How far, so you got here... Was it? I got here a year Eight, after 9-11. I was here for the anniversary of 9-11. <coughs> wow, what was that like? <clears throat> as a, Honestly, as, as, as your mind, as, yeah, as, as, we like think, a, as, as we think. As a half fucking Lebanese guy, yeah. it was fucking weird. Yeah. Because at that time, okay, look, these still hadn't. I don't know if you ever thought about this, but they hadn't even put the fucking fire out at Ground Zero at that point. That That's true. thing burned for over a year. They didn't yeah. get that thing out until Christmas. Yeah, I of remember 20, that. Of 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 O two. Yeah, I remember that. They didn't even have it out. I could still see fucking smoke coming out of it. Uh, there's guys in the subway. There's military in the subway with ARs. Yeah. Backpack searches. Like it's, it wasn't exactly comforting and I'll tell you why and this has been something that like has been an undercurrent my whole life yeah I'm white enough to pass for white okay so people say racist shit around me I've, I've never you know what I mean I never thought you were white but I never I, asked because you because I'm a fucking weird I'm like yeah, slightly but I don't because I'm tan I look like I look, like, I look, I I look never, like I could be Sicilian you like, know what I mean the, the thing is is like I mean, like, you look at me and you wouldn't think, but I've got black family members and Mexican family. You know, like, yeah. I'm mixed as fuck. Like, yeah. There's so well, th this is not, like, you know, the ethnic diversity yeah. show, but what I'm saying is, like, like, being, like... You've uh, dealt with some... You've had well, to... You've no, spit you just hear some shit. You hear just like, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, wow. Can I tell you, you know what? That's what it's like to be white and grow, grow up around a racist family and you're not racist. It's embarrassing. It's fucking suck. It's embarrassing. Us. Like, you know, it's like... Because my whole life growing up in Sarasota, only, and this is another conversation I've had, I had earlier with Tom's girlfriend, usually only ethnic women liked me. Like <laughs> blonde women, like blonde, like the buffy blonde, like hot, there was just something about me they couldn't, like, I, I could make like a black girl laugh, a, a Latin girl laugh, like any other girl. And as soon as I said the same thing to a fucking, like, pure white, white blonde girl, she'd just look at me like I was the biggest piece of shit on the face of the uh, uh, Dude, I swear to God, my see, whole life. You see life, this, like, 
this they hate me this olive skin here but see you know you're, you're, that's beautiful skin though man look at this horrible fucking oh come gross. on oh you got freckles dude this shit's got character Ugh. so i'm so lacking in vitamins and all the right shit <laughs> i'm a mongoloid <laughs> <laughs> no but okay so you moved to new york crazy times you get here you experience stuff you end up like you say here and fucked up shit and i'm really sorry you had to put up with that shit Dude, you, you know, I'm sorry. Say? No, no. As a as a per, as a as a human, first and foremost, uh, and as a white man, I think it's my job because the way that I feel about humanity to always say sorry for stupid things. That's, that's bullshit. Look, dude. That stupid people say because Look, you know man. because they don't say sorry. You know what I mean? Look, empathy chances, and sympathy are, are chances important. are statistics. <laughs> Statistically, like <laughs> your people and my people got to America ballpark around yeah. the same time. No shit. Can we please quit kicking each other in the dick over yeah. over no the shit. shit? Let's rid ourselves of the boxes. This is not a fucking contest. Yeah. You know, like. It, no, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's it, it it's just silly. It's yeah. Just silly. Well, see, that's the, that's the idea that I was talking to the young lady about America, and just like. We, they, they, we, America created all these boxes to create the separation instead of just fucking letting people be people. You, you know what I just thought of? You know what it was like to be in fucking New York around that time? The, uh, 2003, there was a blackout. I think it was 2003. Mm -hmm. There was a blackout. Took out, like, bulk of the East Coast for a minute. I remember that. Most of it for, like, a couple hours. Yeah, it was some crazy. of it, yeah. Some of it for, like... A, a weekend or yeah. like you know two days some people kind of had it like a little rough I think New Jersey had it a little rough yes they did you've got a weird inf crumbling infrastructure, infrastructure. Or, or problem over there yeah. um I was in the city it was like a Friday and I saw the entire city exit via the bridges no shit like just just gone. calmly and peacefully construction Got construction workers like directing traffic. The guys in the fucking bodegas wheeled out the ice cream like yeah. cooler into the street and just started handing out shit. Like wow, everybody. Oh yeah, dude. People were pulling out their grills. Like oh, all the food's gonna go bad. Barbecue yeah, downstairs, cooking. and this entire city just peacefully exited and walked home. That's insane. It was crazy. It was fucking crazy. That would but. That's that was what I expect from a post 9/11 right. New York. Like this place is galvanized to a certain point after okay. that. Like it's a it's a very tough place, but it's they really haven't. There's not going to be a fucking riot in New York anytime soon. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. No. We I, we stopped doing that in the 70s. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. There, no. Like there was oh, exactly fucking case in point. Like '78, there was a there was a blackout. Half a fucking Bushwick caught on fire. Yeah, I remember that. There's just a big. I watch all the YouTube stuff about old New York and shit. Like all the shit from the '60s and '70s Dude, and '80s. Do you know who you should talk to? Is who lives here is Sander from Mercury Program because oh, his wow. dad used to live in Bushwick as a kid. No shit. Yeah. Wow, dude. I'm sure that must have been fucking wild as fuck. As, like, testament to how many ex-Gainesville people live here in New York. Yeah. Uh, 
for the past, like, let's say eight out of the last nine years, I've worked as a set dresser for, for photo shoots. Okay. I have worked every, almost every one of those days with Sander from Mercury Program. Damn. And Peter from Bird of Element. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this place is flush with Floridians. Yeah, yeah. That's funny, yeah, because I think, I'm, like, like, like I was made that joke earlier, it's like all the crazy northerner parents, like our northern parents went south, and then, like, the kids just decided to come back, like, yeah, I don't want to be down there right now. What I, <laughs> what I akin it to is, which I don't think I used to use that word right, um, is in, like, uh, 1890, whatever fucking village in Lebanon that my, you know, my dad's side of the family came from, yeah. all picked up, and like 10 families all moved to Brooklyn, or moved, what, moved to the Wall Street what area. What year, about? Like 1890. Wow. But, like, what, it's a story that you'll hear with almost every immigration story in the U.S. is a, <coughs> ho- like, four <coughs> or five families from a city in some country will yeah. all move together and then suddenly all their cousins and, nep- and nephews come over. It, um, uh, a mass migration of people. The Italians did it. Yeah, everyone. The Irish yeah, did yeah. it. Everybody did it in waves and that's how you end up with little Italy's and yeah. Korean towns. You know what I mean? From like a whole bunch of people all moving at the same time, picking out a block and just like fucking taking that shit over. Yeah. And that's exactly what Gainesville did in the years like, let's say, Andy and I got here in 02, and then about a year later when people realized that Andy Perez and James Blade have lived in New York yeah. for a year and have not died, died. and somehow and have fucking had jobs. And made it. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Like, had, yeah, yeah, we're like, had like cushy... And they couldn't do that shit. We had cushy music industry it jobs. It's so cute saying that thing, because it's like, so many people have said that about themselves, like, I, I, if I can do this shit, fucking goddamn. Yeah. Like, what, I mean, especially because it's like, it seemed like it was so much worse in Gainesville, you know? Like, no, it just, like, it was like a different kind of... We didn't realize how easy life was back then. Those were very mm-hmm. easy, uncomplicated days. They were. But a little broke. Yeah, we were broke, but the, the standard of living was so low that it fucking didn't matter. And then it, yeah, there was this weird, really helped out. weird like scene mafia thing where nobody paid for food at any restaurant yes, ever, and everything literally operated Shh, on scene points. Never happened in Gainesville. We, the, the, we, you don't have a service industry <laughs> job anymore, <laughs> cocksucker. Fucking neither do I. All right, <laughs> it happened. We. They, actually, me, I, me and my friends were the reason why fucking Leo stopped having kegs. Yeah. Oh my god. They used to have kegs and you'd be fucking, fucking just yeah. tip the girl Craft and she'd give everywhere. you a full pitcher. Yeah. Full pitcher for like a four bucks. There was a time card system at Cafe Gardens. Dude, you could do an entire podcast series on that would be Heroes of Cafe Gardens. You know, if you could get me, if we could do a fucking get together of like a Cafe Gardens round table. Do you know at one point in time I lived with fucking Lene and Athena Holy in the shit. same apartment up here? No kidding. The, I, yes. Wow. I came home one day, Lene was here with her, with her mom and was yeah. like, I'm moving back to Florida. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I live we with. We miss you. We miss you. 
Right. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. God damn, dude. Time flies, too. I mean, that's another thing I was thinking about, and the reason why I started this podcast is because I, I realized, you know, I turned 44, and I was like, God damn it. You know, I really, I really let, like, stupid, like, things that probably, if I would have just focused a little bit more, I, I, I would have uh, put a little bit more effort into it at a younger age. Like, you know, I, well, I mean, because, like, Dude, music, there is a, there is music fucking... thing, like, playing with, like, Tom and them and Brad was such a big thing to me and I think I kiboshed it a little bit you know what I mean out of fear and try you know what I mean like you're like everything's going good it's good, good. oh fuck shit's bad you know like yeah it's like I had such an anxiety like I could never it was so hard for me to look at the positive of it the only time I was positive about the music is when we were practicing and when I was playing it you know, those were the times that it really Everything helped me. Everything was so like fucking that. tumultuous back yeah. then that, like, I don't, like, it's not that I'm trying to give you, like, like uh, no, give, give, give an some... easy pass on, yeah. on everything, yeah. but, you know, th- there's no fucking real mulligans in life. No, you have to true. own up to your behavior. If you yep. were a shitty person back then, you have to own it. Yeah. I know I was, yeah. and I know that I have to fucking own that. Yeah, that's true. That, but you got to be able to. Like, you talk. also have Lacrasse to be able to forgive yourself. That's what Lacrasse gets on me about all the fucking time from other yeah. people. Yeah, you know? no, totally. And usually, like the, people forgive you a lot quicker than I think. I mean, you most sometimes you'll forgive well, yourself. I mean, you know, but yeah, I mean, how, how much of the, <laughs> how much of that is actually in your head? You yeah. know what I mean? Like no, how, that's true. How much of that is just guilt? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got like can't carry that around with you, man. No, it's hard. It's a giant waste of time. Yeah. Well, see, that's why I have therapy. <laughs> this has been therapy, too, for me as well. Doing this show really helps out. Oh, my God. It's sure. crazy. It's like, because it's like, it it, it, it it helps me realize how more alike I am to the people than I thought I was. And, 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 and how much more of a family it was than I really gave it credit for. You know, it, it definitely, it well, was the, something, I was like... There's a certain, de- certain degree of this is, and I have to admit this, because you have to understand, I've been dining out on some of my Gainesville stories for 14 years now, because when I retell them, and I, like, at some time I'm like, there's fucking no way that happened. Right, yeah, but exactly. everybody <laughs> retells that story that way, and yeah. I can't... Uh, it's, it's to the point where I'm... There's just fucking no way that happened. There's, it doesn't seem possible. possible. Yeah. It doesn't seem possible. Yeah. The, the, but that's what I meant earlier when I was like, Gainesville has this magical quality I, that I can't... Maybe maybe it's the radon that comes straight out of the ground. Yeah. Maybe it's the, you know, the radioactive yeah. gas that comes straight yeah. out of the ground. Yeah. Maybe it's the... <laughs> like aura of mental institutions, institutions that fucking circle in. It's got yeah, like yeah. like a Kuiper belt of fucking mental so, metal institutions that are constantly just yeah. kicking people out. VA, fucking kicking Charlie, people out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Homeless. <laughs> or it's the radioactive gas. Or if uh, one thing that I think contributed <laughs> to it being such a popular music town yeah. that with a history that. Pr- that, that vastly predates us oh. is that if you 
you know, you look at the U.S., you look at the highway system, you're not going to go all the way down. It doesn't make a lot of sense to go all the way down to, a, to, to Miami right. where there wasn't much going on uh, down there when, get, when they hadn't proven there was much going on down there. I'm talking like... Probably like, early 70s, late 60s. Yeah, yeah, Plus, yeah, fans yeah. could get in trouble with cops back then It was, Florida. It, like, it was kind of a different It was scene. rough. And, yeah, you have to think about the expense of gas and lodging all the way down to the bottom of the state and all the way back up and the Gainesville state. And Gainesville was probably the only it city made that you more sense. It made more sense <laughs> to swoop down, hit this college town, and then... Jacks. And then make a turn. Yeah. And, you know, start heading to Alabama. places and shit. Yeah, and start heading to the real states that are fucking over there. Yeah. You know, fuck (laughs) this swampy shit. And, you know, then you've got the the rest of Florida just stuck out in the middle of the ocean. Yep. Most places in the world touch other places. Yeah, Florida. Florida fucking doesn't. Like, if you lived in a shitty town with no scene, you had very limited directions in which you could drive. Very true. You know what I mean? So... Scenes were or great. you had to drive a really long distance to get the fuck out and of it. It was not insane. To, like, I would drive a hundred miles in a night. No, just in one direction. Just from to go West visit. Palm, <laughs> from North, from Palm Beach Gardens <coughs> to Melbourne, Holy to shit. where the brothel was, to play shows when I was in Roosevelt. That's funny. To go see shows when the brothel was. Yeah. At, to go see Texas is the reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's a hundred miles exit to exit. Yeah. Exit to exit. Eighty three, one eighty three. Yeah. All right. And then a hundred fucking miles home. Yeah. And I'm sixteen, and I've got my girlfriend. I've got like four Couple other kids. I've got like however many seatbelts a Cutlass Sierra has, <laughs> and then add two more people. Yeah. You know what I mean? On laps. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I know. I told a story the other night that uh, the lot. La- like, one of the times I went and saw Stone Temple Pilots, I had an 84 Corolla SR5 two-door with it. I rode to see Faith No More in a trunk. Yeah, some <laughs> shit like that, right? <laughs> two people in the passenger seat in the front. On one, one, you know, one on lap, one on that. There were six people in this little car, you know? And I drove it from Sarasota all the way up to Tampa's fairgrounds. It was fucking Stone Temple Pilots, fire hose, like Mike Watt fucking going off like a motherfucker. It was such a great fucking show, dude. Like, amazing. And I just, looking back, I'm like, I would never stuff six fucking people in a fucking Toyota I would never allow my 14-year-old to ride in the trunk of a car to go see Helmet and Faith No More and Jesus. Dude, I can't wait till we get there, At the edge. With like, <laughs> a, with like another friend. Yeah, and like doing that, be like, I can't wait till we get there, and have somebody else in the trunk with you going like, Yeah, man, I fucking know this is gonna be it's awesome. Crazy. <laughs> and then you're by yourself, and you're like, man. Yeah, no shit, that's hilarious. Okay, like, so I really hope we're actually going to the show, and they're not gonna fucking take me out somewhere and kill me. Swamp. No shit. Yeah, just get the trunk, dude. It's cool. Nobody, Nobody no one in New Jersey it. has ever electively gotten in a trunk. trunk. Yeah. Hey, you want to ride in the trunk to the show? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I don't. No, no, no. You know what, guys? I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna. I don't feel like going to the show tonight. That's funny. So out of, so you love New York, but I, I, I it seems that like you keep saying, or what I'm getting from you is that you definitely still have a very. A uh, strong connection to Gainesville, a strong love for for that because of the experiences, of course. So I'm guessing. You know what? I go there now. Like I, 
I've been back in a couple instances, and I don't just mean for like a couple days, like, right. or like a day. So I don't mean like coming back for fest. Yeah, right. I'm talking about like go hang out, coming back and living there for a month when no one's looking. Yeah, you know what I mean? Or no shit. Yeah, that's sneaky. Uh, do you remember when Sander opened up the uh, the food truck down there? Yeah. I came down for a month and, oh, and, you're such a and, and helped out. That was nice of you. But that, Dude, it was fun. Are you kidding me? That was so much fun. I bet. And you know what? I needed a break from, from like city life. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is a great escape plan. So you would say like, well, even, even though you moved to New York, you still, you would say that Gainesville is that place that you still could go to and be like, I'm fucking home. I can still go there and I have the confidence <laughs> that I can, that, that, that if I walk from Leo's to the Atlantic, I will stop and talk to 10 people. Right. And I did that when I lived in Gainesville. Yeah. And there are enough people there that that I have either have either stayed and put down roots, yeah. raised a family, you know, opened businesses. I can't tell you how incredibly proud I am of of, of, of the Gainesville punk rock scene. Yeah, right. It's of how changed. those people, how the people that live there. People are starting Continue to, to inspire me. Yeah. The people that lived there, the people that were fucking living there before I moved there, the people that were part of the reason that I wanted to move to Gainesville to be yeah. like those people. How much those people and the like the generations plural yeah. of people that have that, that have come since I've left. I'm gone for a long time. Yeah. Fourteen years it's is a long, a long time. time to romant romanticize a place you lived that you lived for fucking four. That's very true. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that's a very good but point. But how they continue to impress and inspire me. That's very nice that you say that about Gainesville. That's you're the first. You're actually the first person who said anything like that about Gainesville. How? I mean, I, I'm impressed. Look, by people Gainesville. are still smoking crack and fucking like getting too drunk and getting in each yeah, other's business and doing coke and shit. And but you know what I mean, but. People but are, they're people also are opening up shit. businesses. They're also raising impressive children. Very they're, smart you know what I mean? children, for that fucking matter. Holy they're, shit. They're running the, like, go-to, <coughs> like, punk rock festival. Like, punk rock festival in the United States. Yep. Uh, You're welcome, Tony. Yeah. And the uh, <laughs> keep producing Love. dramatic football games. Yes. No, right? Yeah. That's all we gotta do. You know what's weird? I became a huge, like, Gators fan after I left town. Did you really? And moved to New York, and it is a facet of my homesickness okay, that I now understand college football. I'm not even a big NFL guy. I do not have yeah, a favorite yeah, NFL yeah, yeah, yeah. team. I right, would watch every fucking Gators game That's because awesome. it is a facet of my homesickness for that time and place. So, is there a place that, like, in town that you go to? Is there, a, is there like, a Gainesville bar here around that sometimes you'll run into folks from Gainesville? Oh, oh, here? Yeah. Jesus Christ, like, man. This is fucking Greenpoint. You want me to go outside and swing a dead cat and, like, oh knock God, over, really? like, like, six Gainesvillians? That's, That's awesome. That's you want to take a walk over to Paige's house right now? Paige lives around here? Paige lives like three blocks down the street. That's John hilarious. McSwain, I can yell at my window and wake up John McSwain right That's now. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, this place is fucking crawling with, with fucking villains. That's awesome. Gaines villains. That's, a, that's amazing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that... <laughs> uh, wait a minute. 
Volk lives on the next block. Adam Volk lives on the next block. Oh, yeah, uh, uh, Tom told me. But he moved, just moved to Philly, but he's keeping this apartment because he owns a restaurant. Yeah. He owns an amazing restaurant. I heard it's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, Shout out to Adam Volk. You we could walk two blocks. Yeah, es, uh, Esme. You got that, folks? Esme. Adam Bokes. Check it out. And I'm pretty sure Adam Shear works there, too. Okay. Hello, Adam Shear. And, uh... Name I haven't heard in a while. Hmm. He likes some I of think my Andy, P- Andy Perez lives, like, three blocks in the yeah, other direction. that's crazy. And me... Oh, and you... Fucking... And, uh, Brian Crow. Do you remember Brian Crow? Yeah. Brian Crow. And his uh, his life partner Layla Saba, who I introduced him to, who I've known since the third grade. Crazy. And Brian was my roommate. And Brian has a kid with my ex girlfriend Krista. Oh wow! That and and Krista lives four blocks in the other direction. Holy shit! That's very Gainesville. Yeah, welcome to fucking little Gainesville. That's crazy. That's fucking nuts. Like. Okay, so I mean, I. So I guess I'm telling you, we have we have a Gainesville Facebook, Gainesville New York Facebook <laughs> group. Really. That's like has 200 people in it. People kind of come and go because a lot of people yeah, yeah. like they're here for two years and then leave. But at the height of its popularity, we would do uh, a annual picture down by the waterfront, and oh, there'd wow. be like 60 people there. Can I? Uh, can I ask a huge favor of you or anybody else that did that? Could you guys please send me some of those photos? Yeah. I will put them yeah, on dude. my podcast. I'll, uh, I'll, send, I'll send you them. Because I would love to the see The first that. year there was like 70 people in it, something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to like actually that's think incredible. ahead of count. That's what I love to hear. That's, see, that's, what, that's why I'm so... I feel such a connection to this town, even though I live in a fucking town like Gainesville. It's so weird to me that this town really... Uh, Grabs me the way that it does. I mean, it like today, you know, I'll fucking walk around, I'll get lost, I don't give a shit. You know, I'm like, oh cool, I'm gonna fucking see. Oh, if I get lost and I turn the wrong corners, I'm gonna see something really awesome. That, look, that New New York, whatever like magical power Gainesville has, New York has a soul of its own. Yeah, it is very alive, and it will. It's a living, breathing fucking thing. I found a 53rd and a half street one day, and I'm not sure it's still there now. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, That's it, wild. this place constantly surprises me. That's crazy. See, I guess that's the thing, like, why well, I kind of changed the format, because I really wanted to uh, uh, really get the point across that you know, hey, you come from people, you know, you stop in Gainesville, some stay, some go. But all these places that people end up, you, you, you're you still getting the same thing. But in, in the, uh, like you come, get, especially here in New York, you get it on a, a, a bigger platter. You get the, you get a bigger platter of the experience. Look, and, New York is the, is the capital city of fucking planet Earth. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're right. It is... It's gonna be the one they're gonna to try to put in space and we blow those circles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it's also like like an Elysium. Okay, look, right now we're on top of a oil spill that I think happened in like around nineteen eighteen that wasn't the they didn't even know it was here. 
until they were able to take pictures from space. Dude, Steve, and, and they saw this huge fucking oil slick around the water that's like right over there, yeah. that we're on top of. Yeah. And then they sent a, a like you know a camera down to the bottom, and they found like 10, 15 feet of crude oil and coal ash from God knows when. Oh, they don't wow. know exactly. They're not exactly sure how it got yeah. there, and it is poisoning everything around us, compounded by the by an industrial dry cleaner that was just <laughs> dumping all of its water straight into the ground no, in this uh, neighborhood. There, You look at, at at Greenpoint and Williamsburg and there is just a circle of people that have cancer and that are dying. Oh shit. And, like, people that lived here their whole lives before Williamsburg became like, what it is. like a weird branding real estate <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which has all happened since I've moved here. Yeah, I moved here in '02 when. That's what I'm this, saying. You probably seen that the, this weird transfer, tra- like uh, this tra- transfer since then. Yeah, it's fucking strange. Like when I moved here, I never heard of Vice magazine. Right. And then suddenly Vice magazine blows blows up, and it. All these people, you know, get Vice Magazine. Holy shit, Williamsburg looks insane. I'm going to move there. So everybody moved here right. all at once. And then was, were trying to recreate this Vice article that In they had life. read. You right. know what I mean? To live that lifestyle. Yeah, and become this, like, hipster thing. So I did see this, like, whole neighborhood change. Like, the, the, the coming and going the fucking hipster and now it's like Jersey City out there right with all these like new builds yeah, and the like, way that like the real estate people market are, is fucking well, someone I'm, I'm going to interview she, her and her husband just bought a place out in Jersey City mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> so, dude, I saw a comment or something with somebody that they said they were like hoping like not too many people came over you know like let's not do gentrification over here yeah know? like let's keep it cheap you know like that kind of whole thing but it's like this is the second world. One person's Shit's going on up. You know? Yeah, like people are coming. They're building. That's it's going up whether you want it to or not. You know, just whether you're gonna have the, the look, hustle to fucking. The difference is that if you are in, if you're a neighborhood that doesn't have a lot of home ownership, where you own the property, you right. own the building. In New York, it's about owning the, the building. What Not about think, owning the apartment. What, what do you think the percentage is of that? Do you know of any of that kind of stuff? Like it fucking it, moves block to block, but that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. These places that are experiencing the most gentrification are places like Bushwick, yeah. with the manifest destiny of the L train, as Williamsburg's cool pushes out, you know, like, well, you know, now we're one stop further out from the city. All right, well, that neighborhood suddenly, suddenly does, changes yeah. and the rent goes up. And yeah. then you know, then the white, then the artist people move one stop further out, and then a, that, then the next year, that rent goes up and pushes everybody further out, and now crazy. it's like beyond Bushwick. Now yeah. we're in some fucking crazy East New York shit. But the difference is, is in those <coughs> neighborhoods, people rented, people didn't own. Uh... In this neighborhood, these people have owned these houses for a long no time. That's cool. Because in Bushwick, in nineteen, in I think it was seventy eight, seventy nine, they had that fire. Yeah. There is a, a thing 
if you follow the real estate market known as white flight, yeah, yeah. when suddenly the black people There's move into people your neighbor, neighborhood, neighborhood and the Italian and the Irish people move away. Move to Florida. No, they just no, they move to Staten Island. No, they, they 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 move they, they create like a little a little Italy or they create a Staten Island. Right. And then and then those people rent. Yep. Those people if you do not own the fucking property, you can be displaced. Oh, wow, well, yeah. You can be pushed out easy. here. Right, right. Because, the, I mean, look, there, there are some pretty solid real estate laws in New York to protect tenants, but ultimately, if you don't own the property on a long enough timeline, if they want it, they'll fucking take it. Okay? Yeah. And this neighborhood, that, that didn't happen. And that's the difference between a revitalization right. where suddenly your property value goes up Right. And gentrification when you're fucking pushed out by the neighborhood changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, like, I mean, I've, however many times I've been in New York, I've walked around these areas probably maybe over the past 20 years, maybe eight or nine times, you know? There's certain areas that I remember and I kind of, and I've, and I've looked and watched and I mean, it's, it's, it's all changed. Like everywhere I've, I'm, I've gone and walked around, it's such a crazy, okay, that's, weird, it's like such a, that's the other hat side of the story <coughs> that we, that, that, that we haven't talked about is yeah. my dad grew up in Brooklyn, right? And we're in Brooklyn right now. My dad grew up in Brooklyn. His dad lived in Brooklyn, right? There's been a glade in Brooklyn for the last hundred years. Oh shit. You know what I mean? Right. And as much as I am of Florida, and you know, because I spent my formative years in Florida, there is a huge part of me that even before that was of this world. Right, totally. And they are two different things. Yeah, yeah, they are. You know what I mean? That's very true. Why do you th- uh, did you see that, the picture on Instagram I put of the the uh, automotive business with the yeah? What happened there? No, that's that's my dream. Like when, like that's always been. I wanted to live in New York and either have a diner with the apartment on top or a pizza place with the apartment in the back. Ah, yeah. Or a a, a a car mechanic place with the apartment upstairs. See, I thought I was gonna move here and get the loft from friends. I mean, actually, you could do it in here. You just gotta knock down a couple walls. Well, what's crazy is like I had that apartment in Long Island City. Oh no! With shit. Peter. Oh, did you really? Yeah, when he got engaged, I had to move out of it. Where it's like, oh, we've got like the top floor apartment and this like crazy loft no, building. No, you don't. All of our friends live on the second floor, oh, and shit. we have a recording studio and like oh, wow, a photo so studio. And then on the first floor is our job, our the set design shop that we work at. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you know, he had to go get himself engaged. Congratulations, yeah. Peter yeah. and Janet. It's not like you didn't deserve it. But cool, man. I mean, it's, it's, it sounds like you definitely explained New York the way I, I think I felt it would be and is. I definitely get uh, a charge from it. Because, I mean, because you, like, you, it, it's funny, like, I keep running these people and it's just like, everybody seems happy to me. Uh, probably a lot happier than the last time I saw them, like when they were living in Gainesville. Because usually, you know, like, most people have a reason, you know? Yeah. So it's like that whole thing. So it's nice, it's nice to see that, uh, 
you, you found yourselves in the city in such a way that and you have a good family of Gainesville people which is really awesome I want to make a shout out to all the people that I, I don't know who live here who from Gainesville probably didn't even know that well there I mean it's cool that you all uh, take that mentality that Gainesville had about the family thing and brought it here and, and, and you're continually sharing it even after that, that many years it's fucking a very important thing I think uh, because we all need our community to uh, to uh, to actually I think make it through any day you want to make it fucking embarrassingly tacky I'm going to equate it to a UF commercial there was a UF commercial where it was like Go cure cancer, you know, like yeah. to, that. Remember that thing? Gator Nation. Like, like that whole yeah. Gator Nation thing. Like yeah. living up here and just <laughs> running into people from the just from the Gainesville like punk rock scene back yeah. then. You know what I mean? Right. Like you n- rarely ever have time to run to somebody on the street. You barely have time to say more than like, "What's up, man? Hey, how you doing? I gotta right. go." Because if you're on the street, you're fucking moving. Yeah. No one's like casual. No one. Yeah, no. no one in this fucking. Town takes a casual fucking stroll. I, I did today. It was awesome. <laughs> I know headphones on. I'm like laughing at everybody with headphones on. I'm like, you know, there's tons, tons of really. You know what's fucked up? There was a line of of of, of like ex Floridian New Yorkers behind you, ready to produce knives because you were just fucking walking too slow. Yeah, let me cut that cord and just go, yeah. Boo, fucker. Yeah. No, that's awesome, but. Um, again, thank you for doing this. This is the, the my show is, uh, I forgot to tell you, this isn't going to be a one-time thing. Like, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm trying to turn this into a, tra- a traveling thing where uh, I continually come around and catch up and, uh, you know, get back to where we were. And, uh, this will be my excuse to always be able to go see people that I want to see. And, and sit down and talk and learn. Where is uh? Where's next for you? Uh, next I think tomorrow. I'm no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, for, no, no. Uh, I mean like destination, like podcast destination. Podcast trip. destination. I think I'm gonna be done here. Then I'm gonna go back home. Uh, work because my job does it ten weeks on, three weeks off, and so I'm gonna save up for the next three weeks. And I think I might do a. Uh, a southeast tour, hit the Atlanta, and try to get you know Stan and and and, and Renee Delafonte. Where does Dooley live? In Atlanta. As yeah. Well. Hit Dooley. <laughs> try you know try to get a good group of them together, and maybe even uh, head over to Texas and Austin. Maybe try to find some people. Should go to L.A. and see like Tim Kirkpatrick. Yeah. And, see those people I yeah. want to get to. Eric those, Irving. That's why I'm trying to figure out this idea of Mike Wall because like I have all these killer sections of the U.S. that I can go to and, and talk to these people that you know probably. I mean, I guess people remember Pops, but they probably don't realize maybe they made more of an influence on me than they thought they did, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people do, and, and that's another reason why I started this podcast was to, uh, to tell everybody, especially you and, and, and as friends, Russ guys, and any of you that came up from the South when you did, and you guys were very supportive of our bands, and I always appreciated that, and it was very awesome, and, uh, I just want to say I appreciate you like a brother, and uh, 
if it wasn't for you, and I, and I tell this to everybody that I talk to, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be the, the person that would be human oh, today. Thank you. And, it, and it's because of your, uh, uh, your heart that I know that you have, uh, your honesty as a, as a, as a person, uh, you have a great sense of humor, and uh, those are just some of the, the, the small traits that you have that I've always enjoyed. So uh, uh, again, this is uh, Pops coming to you from James Glade's apartment. It's fucking huge. Trump suck a dick. Uh, but no, uh, you all have a great night. And I thank you all for uh, listening. You can catch me on iTunes, Pinterest, Tumblr, Snapchat, my butthole, um, wherever. Whatever electronical type app you have on your phone, I put it on there. Very hard for a 44-year-old man to figure all that shit out, but I'm getting it. So uh, please listen. If you have any questions or comments, uh, please send them to me. Uh, I'd be love to answer any questions. If you have any questions for Mr. James, I can send stuff his way too. Remember, he was in a really good band. You could ask him about shows over in fucking Japan or even fun shit like that. So uh, this is... Uh, is there anything you want to push before um, we leave? I... Currently play guitar in a band called Old Bones okay. with uh, Peter Barsokis, Gainesville expatriate, yeah. longtime friend. Uh, musically, that's all I'm really doing right okay. now. Uh, Gainesville, I love you. Stay fucking crazy. Awesome. And again, thank you so much for bringing, letting me come over here and do this. And folks, again, I'm Pops, and this is a powwow of Pops coming to you from the NYC, the place I wish I could be. Uh, Y'all be safe, watch out for one another, and uh, have a good night. Bye, everybody. Peace.